This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up. Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining us for another fun-filled, mirthful adventure into Ears Up Podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you this. The intros aren't the same anymore. They're not the same anymore. <laughs> There's something. <laughs> <laughs> they are something. How's everybody doing out there? Good. Did you want us to answer that? I don't know. I just, you know what? Look, man. Sometimes you just talk, and words come out. They <laughs> fall out. Really? They don't even. They don't even shoot out. They just kind of. They just flop. Yeah. Okay. Like um, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. Whatever. Like um, whatever. Anyways, uh, thanks for everybody for <laughs> sticking with us or something. <clears throat> it's a rough show today. <laughs> we just started. Yeah. <laughs> That's a rough crowd. <sighs> <laughs> we got a cool show for you. I mean, every show is cool. Let's, let's be completely honest. But uh, we're going to be talking Ears Up Imagineering, where we're basically running through some either extinct rides or rides that we think could use a little more plussing. And then, uh, you know, where they would go in the park and kind of, you know, that's what we like to do. Or a little, uh, our little animation shtick or re- uh, Imagineering shtick, rather. Uh, it's fun. It's a fun break from us or for us, you know, then talking about the parks, uh, you know, about like what's new, like history or whatever. Um, I don't know. I enjoy it. Uh, but today we're also joined by my nephew, Kanye. Kanye, are you there, buddy? Uh, Kanye's always here. <laughs> Kanye I'm is easy. Kanye's around. He's always around. Now this is Anthony. Anthony, how you doing, buddy? Is he on an airplane? Like what was that? <laughs> Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder that disabling these smoke alarms is a federal offense. <laughs> now that would be Facebook. Uh, okay. well, of uh, speak up a little bit, Anthony, because uh, if I turn you up, then the, the your room tone gets louder, and it, it does sound like an aircraft is, is behind you. Oh, you know, hold on, let me uh, fix my mic. Okay, yeah. please, you do that. Good idea. Yeah. Poor Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Know. He's fixing his mic. Hello. Hold on. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> anyway, Anthony is also going to be joining us on the Ears Up Imagineering thing. And then after that, after that segment, we're going to talk about what's next for the Marvel Universe. Uh, Civil War just came out, and uh, apparently it's kind of lackluster. I still haven't seen it, um, and uh, it's just kind of, I don't know, it feels, uh, from what I hear, it feels like uh, just a, a, a chapter in the story. It's not anything super impactful or anything super interesting, right. but I don't know. So uh, I called Anthony up here to talk to us a little bit about Marvel. He's our Marvel expert. Uh, and Taryn has another window. It's our return to the windows down Main Street. And then a cool fact of the show, and 
That's it. You know, it'll probably be four hours long. (laughs) (laughs) Or 15 minutes, like we're supposed to be. Like 15 minutes, yeah. Uh, But before we get to that, you guys know where to listen to us. You're listening to us now. I don't care where you listen to us. But if you do listen to us on iTunes, or even if you don't, if you have an iTunes account, uh, please go over and rate us. Supposedly that helps. I don't know how, but just do it. Uh, Join us on social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We're on Instagram and Pinterest. Yes, we are. Bev is handling our Pinterest account, uh, and she has, uh, you know, she has a, a, a an increase in traffic of over nine thousand. No, it was over two thousand, but now it's down ninety seven percent. Down ninety seven. Don't you don't from, you love Pinterest? From up two thousand. <laughs> so by that math, we're still up like nineteen hundred or whatever. I think so. Or we lost all two thousand, and now we're negative. <laughs> they took people with them. Yeah. Yeah, and that's all right. <laughs> Uh, but so if you're into, uh, you know, if you're into, uh, what is it, Pinterest? Pinterest? Pinterest. Yeah, join Pinterest. Bev over there and use up. Send feedback to Taryn. Any compliments, go to Terrence. You can say hi Hello. to Bev. And you can send whatever else you want to Jason, and that's all at earsup-podcast.com. If you want to support the show, this amazing radio, uh, shop via Amazon, uh, via our Amazon link on the uh, on the website. We get a little cut of what you purchase. It doesn't cost you anything else, and it really helps the show out a lot. You can also uh, sign up to be a reoccurring donor or make a one-time donation if you want. If you've been listening to a bunch of shows, you're like, hey, I like these guys. Um, you know, I sold a portion of my stamp collection, and so now i got five bucks. I'll throw, out five, I'll throw five bucks at these guys. Um we take it. That'd be really great. I really appreciate it. Uh, you can also buy Coveyers. Go to getcoveyers.com and learn all about Coveyers, C-O-V-E-A-R-S. You can also buy churro shirts uh, from our site. There's links to all that kind of stuff. Um, our friend Lulu, who helped design our churro shirt and our turkey leg shirt. Don't forget about turkey leg shirt. Mm-hmm. She has a shirt. Uh, it's called Beer Me. You go to tpublic.com and search Lulu underscore gumshoe we should probably uh taryn do me a favor and put put lulu's shirt on our t-shirt link on ears up page please okay. that'd Will be a do. lot easier thank you um okay what's up for feedback taryn oh uh feedback um first one is from eric hi taryn and supporting characters <gasps> no no wow. joke Whoa. <laughs> <Just saying>. <laughs> <laughs> wow not cool um I feel pretty odd writing an email to you because I tend to think of you all as friends. I've been listening to your voices and telling my wife stories about you uh, for so long that I sometimes have to remind myself that you're radio personalities. Uh, I've even reached for my phone while listening. So do we. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Uh, I've even reached for my phone while listening to your non-live podcast uh, so that I can text Jason a quick thought or comment as though I had your personal phone numbers. (laughs) I know. Stalker, right? Anyway, I think that's a testament to your radio prowess. Uh, I'm always impressed at your ability to make 15 minutes fly by with with entertainment and news. Um, I can't wait to see how the show continues to develop. Uh, The new regular segments, like the review of Main Street Windows and Taryn's Thanks, are great. And assuming it becomes a regular thing, the history of Disney music from Jeremy is a fantastic addition. That is a, a reoccurring thing. We have Jeremy on once a month, although there was a little break because he was he's playing World Traveler. So, uh, but yes, we make all attempts to have Jeremy from Spectro Radio on uh, at least once a month. Uh, and he just finishes saying, "Thanks for all your efforts. Uh, I hope that someday in the future, my wife Brandy and I will run into you in the parks." From sunny Colorado, Eric. Does, I wonder if Brandy ever gets tired of people singing that song to her. You're a fine girl. Brandy. What song are you talking about? Yeah, what a good uh, world. You would be such a fine girl. 
man, you have me stuck. My love and my lady is the You should leave the singing to Kanye, everyone. He said, Brandy. On a burning and burning, send up on as a game, bombing the jump on pain. That was definitely on my yacht rock today. <laughs> yeah, man. Totally. I love it. Oh, drinking and burning, sick of bomb, and you're gonna burn it. Why is this still happening? There. No one's stopping him. Because no one's stopping. <laughs> I don't know how. Does he have the control? Yeah. Just why? Something burger. But no one knows the song. No. No one knows the words, so you just make up words that sound like it. Oh, you... Is it good time? I literally don't even know what you're talking about. Good time. That's one of the ones. Word of it. Farnes, silver from the north of Spain. Superner, Capana, teen in a burn. Are you scatting? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Saw some like tweet online was like uh, my life is like that Rihanna song. It's all a bunch of intelligible nonsense and then work work. It's <laughs> pretty clever. Uh, anything else, Taryn? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we have another one from. Uh, this is from Lexi and. This is in reference to the history of the Matterhorn show. Oh, great. She says, yes! This is why I listen to your guys' podcast. I can't believe all these things I didn't know about this fun, but also super awful whiplash giving ride. No, no offense, Walt. I still love it, though. But seriously, you know how Disney fans, Disney regulars, kind of have a reputation for being pretentious about knowing everything about everything? You know who you are. I am so one of those people. I am, <laughs> I am the biggest know-it-all at Disneyland, and, and I'm proud. Uh, and I'm so glad to have a podcast that helps fuel my knowledge because I because uh, I started because I was starting to run out of facts to share with uh, my family. I'm sure and, they're devastated. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and they are starting to get sick of my repeated facts. Yeah. So did you know there used to be a real mermaid? <laughs> yes. What's her name? Uh, Lexi. Lexi. Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> so now I've got new material about the Matterhorn of all things to bug them on our trip in May, and I'm pumped. Uh, you guys are the best. Peace, love, and churros. Lexi from Utah. Yep, another Utahn. Go Utes. Uh, Utah it. Utes. Did you just say Utes? Yeah, Judge, the, the Utes. Two Utes. Yeah, okay. You Lexi, you know things, you know things. <laughs> you know all the facts of the jewel. Facts of the jewel. Is that it? That's it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, it is enough. It's enough. That's, that's enough out of you. Okay. Ears up, Imagineering. Kanye, are you ready for this? I'm always ready. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> Kanye is so ready, he's not ready. Yeah. But that makes him ready. Exactly. He was, he was ready before we even asked him to be on the show. That's you guys true. aren't even on my level. That's how ready I am. That's true. See, life is like an elevator. And I just got in and went to the top floor. And you guys push the button every <laughs> stop at every floor. So, ears up, Imagineering. Wow, this is, <laughs> this is painful. It's great, right? I'm trying to, okay. <laughs> yeah, ears up, Imagineering. So, yeah, like I said, man, we took a bunch oh, where's my notes? Uh, we took a bunch of uh, rides, broke up a list, and uh, I don't know, just try to have some fun. It's one of those shows that's kind of fun, and I encourage you guys to do that, too. And if you want to write in your ideas for, for if you want to reimagineer uh, like the flying saucers, uh, shaped like tires that you run around, or, you know, whatever, uh, I'd be really interested to see what you guys have to come that up with. That would work. 
Right, because everyone has ideas on on one what's what's not good in the park and what's good in the park. And we've gotten a couple uh, emails recently about people complaining like, "Oh, you guys are really negative." But if you don't have opinions, then you're kind of just just you just exist in the world and you kind of react to everything. But I think it's important to have opinions on things. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's incorrect or that it's negative. Right. It's just this is what it is. So uh, you know, whatever. This is this is this is our show. Uh, who wants to start? Um, I'll start. Okay, I was gonna make Bev start, but go for it. All right. <clears throat> this is my uh, redesigning of great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Yeah, let's do one. Let's do like in the round. What do you mean? Like, like you'll you do, do one, one and Bev yeah, will yeah, do yeah, one. Yeah. Anthony, yeah. how many do you have? Uh, ideas for rides? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I got a few. Okay. Great. I got He's a... Kanye. He doesn't have an answer. How many do I have? I have enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my idea is the only ones that matter. So. Right. It's true. Uh, All right. Uh... All right, Terrence. Abraham Lincoln, the 16th, Never heard of him. the 16th president of the United States, oh, yeah. was a liberator of men. He was a motivator of people. His life has been defined by what he accomplished during the eight years of presidency. Can I interrupt you real fast? No. <laughs> is this going to be about him hunting vampires? Dude! <laughs> did I totally ruin your story? Yes, you did. Oh, God! I hate you. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <sighs> I, was, I was sitting here. I was like, sorry. If, if he's about to say the killer of vampires, I'm going to throw a pen at him. <laughs> okay, well, don't throw a pen. But sorry, the, go The ahead, greatest Terry. stories in his life came much earlier. At the age of nine, Abraham Lincoln witnesses his mother being killed by a vampire oh, named Jack Bartz. Some ten years later, he unsuccessfully tries to eliminate Bartz, but in the process makes the acquaintance of Henny Sturgis, who teaches him how to fight and what is required to kill a vampire. Uh, <laughs> please stop shaking your head. <laughs> I don't think I can. The thing is that Abe will kill only Parkinson. those vampires that Henry directs him to. Abe relocates to Springfield where he gets a job as a store clerk while he studies law and he kills vampires by night. He also meets and eventually marries the pretty Mary Todd. Many years later, as president of the United States, he comes to realize that vampires are fighting with the Confederate forces. As a result, he mounts his own campaign to defeat them. So, yes, this is Abraham Lincoln, vampire, vampire hunter. hunter. So it's going to uh, be in the same place, but it's going to utilize some of the 3D effects that, it, uh, that they do in uh, It's Tough to Be a Bug. Okay. You're going to have an animatronic Abraham Lincoln standing up at the beginning. Um, beginning to tell you stories of his presidency when all of a sudden the entire room goes dark. On the 3D screen, Jack Bart comes out and declares war on Abraham Lincoln and everyone who's with him, including you. Then the remainder of the show takes place on the screen with Lincoln battling Bart and his friends uh, before a battle-torn animatronic Lincoln appears back in front of the stage. And that's the end of the show. I've seen this movie. I have too, but it's just a way to make people go back to Abraham Lincoln. That is true. I mean, that thing yeah. is that it's desolate. It is abandoned. Yes. There's so, nobody there. I have a question. Would this be like a Halloween overlay? This would be like an everyday overlay. Okay, because I thought we were supposed to be serious about this. Right? Um, I am I very serious, I, ma'am. Your wife took off her ring. <laughs> she looked at you. Wait, first of all, oh, yeah, she angry looked at she looked at me like. What's up with your boy? And I was like, uh, your boy. <laughs> yeah. Good one. Yeah. Basically, Thank we you. all think you're cray right now. That's cool. You can think I'm cray, and then people will like it. People will like it. I don't think people are going to like it. That's okay, great. Well, first of all, that's great. Disney didn't make that film. 
yeah, I know, but they can buy the. I think it's Warner Brothers, whoever made it. They can buy the rights to it. They have the rights to Tower of Terror. The, I mean, Twilight Zone for another couple of months. The only thing I kept thinking that whole time was, why is Abraham Lincoln fighting Bart Simpson? Not Bart Simpson. <laughs> oh. Goodness gracious. Very good, Terrence. Good job, Whatever, Terrence. I don't like Beverly. you guys anymore. Yes. Go ahead, please. Okay, I just want to preface, mine is not like that. It does not have a backstory. There's not a thing. That's fine. Um, just give it what you got. So... I'm not sure if you all knew this, but there were uh, more than one Autopia ride. Yes. At one point. Midget Autopia. There was Midget slash Junior. Well, there were two separate rides, Midget and Junior. Yeah. My revamping would be to get rid of the existing Autopia. Okay. <laughs> the uh, no. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you rode Autopia. Oh my god. I did ride. <laughs> new <laughs> new cars. Still terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do they go any faster? No. no. It's exactly. They're the same cars. They just got painted. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, it's Perfect. great. Mm-hmm. Um, so take out those cars. Okay. Put in cars that are for children. Because let's be clear. <laughs> those are the only people that enjoy that ride. That's true. And crazy people. No yeah. offense if you love that ride. Sorry. Um, but you're crazy. And you but go and get a little at. bit of yeah. offense. Go get a CAT scan. <laughs> but uh, make the rides. Make that ride specifically for kids. Only kids. They need to be 38 inches to drive it. They can drive it by themselves okay. and then create a nice little sitting area for parents who want to have a, a little resty poo. Oh, and, okay. Uh, All right. Parents can sit and prop their feet up. The kids can ride that ride because it's kind of a long ride. They can get a little break. Kids will come off all excited and then you can go about your day. So you so your, your change is to add an adult resting spot. Yes. And okay. take away like make the cars so the cars that they used to have were specifically for children adults couldn't ride them so take the adult because you know how like kids have a hard time pressing the gas pedal because it's so hard yeah Yeah. make it more kid friendly okay all right i like that taryn good uh oh my first one is uh finding nemo submarine voyage i love this layover Um, it sounds like it's gonna be great i think (laughs) It is. I think that they should just add a fast pass. Like, I don't think that that ride is terrible. It's hmm. just the line doesn't match up with the what you're getting out of it. If you add a fast pass and you don't have to stand in that line, you're standing for 15 minutes instead of 40. I think that pe- more people would like it. That's all. Okay. Because I don't think you can do much else with that ride, honestly. You can't go back to the old one because no one cared about that. You can't really take, get rid of it because it's such a classic. So I think that the Finding Nemo part of it is fine. Just add a fast pass. Make it not horrible. I kind of wish they would make the, the portholes a little larger. Hmm. So you could actually see more. I wish they would add ventilation. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would add an A-bomb. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, Anthony, what do you got, buddy? Give us Give us something good here, pal. Well, okay, so I think most of my ideas are Marvel-related, and uh, you guys mentioned Matterhorn earlier, which I, I hate. I hate that ride because yes. it hurts. It does and hurt. I, I want to love it, and so the first thing I would think that they would want to do is, is update that ride in general, but they could tie that into Marvel um, with uh, Loki's home planet. So they actually have uh, – God, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the race right now. Um, uh, the people that – that Loki are from the ice giants. So if they oh, actually, Vikings. if they restructured that ride to be kind of like that whole home planet and replaced all the yetis with the ice giants, they could actually make a Marvel ride and update the Matterhorn. 
So they could kill two birds with one stone, and I think it'd be pretty decent to see um, something a bit more Marvel-related that actually feels like it isn't forced, on, you know, unlike the whole Tower of Terror business. Okay, so turn the Matterhorn into Ice Giants. And update the Matterhorn. So yeah, they definitely kill two birds with one stone, and I think it'd be oh, pretty Sorry, hold on, that's see. my fault. Um, that was my my worst nightmare is I have Anthony in stereo. <laughs> my voice is everywhere. <laughs> so turn Madhorn into some sort of ice giant marble thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't tell you guys, but we're going to be voting on these afterwards. Oh, good. Oh, uh, and if anybody out there is listening in podcast land, live podcast land, our live listeners, 888-401-2337, you too can call in Nine and uh, vote or uh, you know give an opinion or do both. I don't care. Uh, okay, <clears throat> here's mine. I don't have a name for it, but I'm gonna, I want to bring back the Skyway to Tomorrowland. You know, the Skyway buckets, right, yeah. that took you from Fantasyland through the Matterhorn to into Tomorrowland or whatever. Uh, I would like to open this amazing ride back up, but make them have cages like Mickey's Wheel of Death does to prevent dropping of objects, people falling out, all that kind of stuff that everyone was afraid of with the uh, Skyway buckets. Extend it also from Fantasyland all the way across to DCA. Maybe Ooh. even the Condor Flats, maybe even the Paradise Pier. Ooh. Theme it to Disney's planes. I'm sure nobody remembers that film, but it fits, <laughs> right? <laughs> or Dumbo, even. Yeah. But theme it out. But I would really like to see that lo- that ride uh, brought back. I think it was. It's number one. It's iconic. People really remember it, and people lament the fact that it's no longer around. And and how cool would that be? Especially they're not going to build the monorail to the to DCA. They're just not. Right. Right. Uh, put the Skyway buckets in, man. Keep people going. Keep people going. That, that'd yeah. be the best way to get across. Imagine that. You'd be able to go from Tomorrowland or Fantasyland to the far side of DCA. Or to your hotel at Paradise To your hotel. Oh. Maybe to Paradise Pier. I just meant to the Paradise oh, Pier in general, yeah, but I, to I, the Paradise Pier Hotel. That'd be cool, too. Yeah. Like, a, like another monorail. Yeah. Give Paradise um, Pier Hotel something. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, theming on his plane isn't great, but I'm not very good at this game. I just like doing it. All right, Terrence, you're up next. Okay, so again, yeah, we'll see how what kind of reception this one gets. So um, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so um, as a kid, before I was big enough to go on a lot of rides, yeah. um, I remember going to the shooting, ex- uh, the Frontierland uh, shooting exposition because the shooting gallery, because I was too small, I couldn't go on a lot, and yeah. it seemed really fun. And as the years went on, I've realized it's gotten really, really lame. And not only that. But I realized that people walk right by it because the sound effects aren't loud enough to draw people in. So this is all hmm. I this is all I say. Add the lead bullets back. Lead bullets with the targets. Prevent the guns from swiveling any more than forty five degrees, so you can't shoot anyone. Mm-hmm. The targets are far enough back, and you have you're, they're going at such low uh, propulsion that you won't get ricochet as well. Um, but just the sound alone will begin to draw people back in to go back over. Hmm. Goodness I, gracious! It would make me drop. Like I would be like, take cover. It's yeah, not, no, 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 no. Because it's not, it's not boom. It's, yeah, it's All not, you're hearing is the sound of the ting like from the from the metal. I mean, it's it's look, it's not a, it's not a terrible idea. But if you, I think if you have it low velocity, so there's not going to be any ricochet, you're gonna have ricochet, and it needs to have such a velocity where it hits accurately to the far targets. Right. You're gonna have ricochet if you hit the. The closer targets, or especially if you miss. I like it. Thank you. Please, someone. Becca, use the me. microphone. I, I, Jeez, come on. If you're gonna say stuff, come on, get in there. Get in there, <laughs> angry Becca. Get that out of my eye. Sorry. <laughs> um, I like it. 
I like it I too. I actually do, yeah. I, I like think it, it too. flawed a little I bit. I didn't realize it didn't have that noise anymore. It doesn't? It, it, has, a, it, it does. has a gun. It has a, a slight gun sound, like, but it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the it doesn't have the same ting yeah, as what you. It doesn't have the same ting as what you would get with the actual. Well, no, but bullet. it has a ting. Right? No, I know, but yeah. I'm saying, but there's it's not it's loud like enough tang. to draw anyone in. That's what I'm saying. Is that if you want people yeah, I mean, to go check it out, you need to do so. It's, I it's, guess it's kind of like being it's like a carnival barker. That's basically I, what it is. I guess, but every time I go, there's a bunch of people playing it. I. Could they I, not just turn the volume? They could turn their volume up, but it's still not as cool to have an infrared thing going or having the light. You're particles, right. You know? You're yeah. right. You're right. Ultimately, you're right. Yeah, I I agree with you. Ultimately, I I just don't think that would ever happen. I, I don't think I it's know. gonna draw people in. <laughs> I think it would. I think it would absolutely draw people in. All right, Bev, go for it. The sailing ship Columbia. Sink it. <laughs> Don't think it. But what okay. What does that ship do other than just go around the circle of the That's all it does, right? Well, no. Well, I mean, they what already do you mean? have a what boat that does that. Yeah, but it's, it's the river boat. You're, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So dock that somewhere. Like dock it, right? Mm-hmm. Gut it completely. Mm-hmm. Turn it into a themed restaurant, an upscale themed restaurant in Disneyland where it might include some sort of a swashbuckling show. Hmm. They have that up the road. It's called. It's right, kind of, sort of by medieval times. <laughs> My kind of, sort of. It's called pirates. Medi- oh. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, they, they do. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but whatever. I'm just messing. Is it in a ship? But it's a. No, it's not a real ship. It would be a real ship. Like they. That's not a bad idea. Pirate. Yeah. Okay. What I like about that is that it would be like a throwback to the the tuna the tuna the tuna, the tuna, the tuna fish. fish sandwich. <laughs> Whatever. Debacle. Yeah. Good. We should make those again. Yeah. We should speak words. Yeah. Terrence loved those. Those cool. looked sound. I wasn't on the show when you guys ate those, and I'm right. so thankful. It was horrible. They were not as bad as he said they, they were. Yeah, they, they were. They were sweet and kind of gross, hate. but they weren't that I bad. I despise pickles. I would have hated them. Really? Yeah. Pickles How can you so hate No. I actually bring a pickle to lunch every day. Pickles are cucumbers soaked in evil. Soaked in amazing. <laughs> anyway. Well, wait. Okay, so upscale restaurant. So an upscale restaurant, uh, it would require reservations because it wouldn't be very big, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, I mean, how many people could you fit below decks? It's a really small. But you would be gutting it completely. So all oh. of the crap that they have going on yeah, inside there would just be a shell. Like a okay. Right. And then maybe in the center have like a small stagey area where there's like sword fighting for part. It's, part, it's dinner and a show. But um, I, I think it would be cool. I think I'm so real, too. I'm I real like into that. like those like okay. that pirate museum we went to. I thought that was real neat. Yeah. Um, they give out free eye patches. I that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I like free things. I like this. All right. That's my idea. Okay. Karen, and, go ahead. And it wouldn't be redundant. Having two boats that just circle the same blame river is lame. And it's even get, it's getting lamer because it's getting smaller. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, okay, mine is the boardwalk games at DCA. They already exist. I'm getting rid of all of them. Oh. So I'm getting rid of all of the games because um, because I came across an interview with a Walt Disney historian where he talks about how Walt was pretty much against all forms of carnival games. Uh, he said that they provoked a type of behavior that Walt didn't want, and there was a basic inequity in prizes. Walt also didn't like the idea of people spieling. 
What is spieling? Spieling? Like giving a spiel, like carnival barkers. Yeah, barkers. Yeah. Step right up he and blah, blah, blah. He yeah. didn't like that, and he didn't like people shouting loudly. So, long story short, Walt would <laughs> not have... kind of like a bore. <laughs> yeah, kind I of. like having a lot of fun <laughs> organizing ties. <laughs> you can, too. Come to Thailand. <laughs> too loud. Yeah, too loud. <laughs> um, yeah, so he wouldn't have really liked the whole boardwalk part anyway. Um, and Toy Story Mania, since they put that in, it kind of satisfies that whole carnival aspect of it anyway totally yeah so but i'm not getting rid of the carnival part just the games the games are stupid what i'm what i'm doing instead so there's four four carnival carnival game um buildings yeah um so the first one is going to be an area for character meet and greets easy okay the second one is going to have small carnival shows daily Normal stuff like uh, what's a carnival show? Uh, like a freak show? Yeah, like eat, like, like fire eating. Two headed baby in the water. No, no, no. not that weird. Oh, okay. But like uh, like eating fire, like an actual yeah. like a little show. Swords, like, sword swallowing. Sword swallowing, eating fire. Bearded like lady. Yeah, okay. that kind of stuff. All right. A couple times a day, whatever. Uh, the third part is a soda shop featuring fancy floats and ice cream sundaes. Uh, and then the fourth is my favorite, and it's a fortune teller suite. Um, but you never know which fortune teller you're gonna get. Uh, which would entice people to visit multiple times. But some of the fortune tellers uh, would include no, wouldn't. Esmeralda, the genie, Rafiki, uh, Madame Leota, or the fortune tellers from Robin Hood, or uh, the mirror from Snow White. And this would be kind of like uh, Turtle Talk with Crush, where there's a video and there's ongoing audience participation, but it's going to be several different videos, of course, hmm. and, okay. and you'll have somebody back there kind of making it unique to each person. But I think that would be a much better use of those, that area. Of that space. Yeah, I agree. That's a great idea. Thank that you. is a good idea. Um, and like the 12 shops that have the same exact yeah. thing in, every, in all of them. Yeah. They're, and, and yeah, and they're terrible. The, stu- the stuff in there is worse than anywhere else, I think. Yep. Mm, maybe not, but. No, the one across the way from the Jungle Cruise where they sell the Roxy stuff. Oh, no, I love that store. Oh, terrible. Yeah, I like that one. They like, that's like. What is the space? <coughs> Yeah, that was cool. Wooden snakes. Yeah, I like that story. Uh, all right, Anthony, you're up, buddy. Um, okay, so my second idea is Marvel-related because I'm a nerd, and that's all I can come up with. Uh, so I was thinking uh, – I was actually watching a couple of videos from uh, the Shanghai Park and kind of seeing some of the stuff that they were doing with it. And I, I like the uh, idea of a lot of their rides actually having – uh, heavy amounts of 3D visual effects. So I was thinking what would be kind of cool is if you took something like Soren um, in Disneyland and actually made it feel like you were flying around in Iron Man suit. So you're you're getting the whole Avengers flight thing, um, and you actually kind of like roll through like the Battle of New York, um, you know, up into space and dealing with the whole scree and everything. So the whole ride actually situates around you flying around like the battle, the different Avengers seeing, you know, the city in all of its landscape and it getting destroyed and all these different parts, Hulk flying around. Um, they would have to speed it up a little bit from its current pace, but <laughs> just a little uh, bit like, or, like a lot. Yeah. But I, I think if they did that, it would be really cool. Um, yeah. you know, you get uh, the big thing with like the, the Marvel part of Disney is, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So having something very cinematic in nature that you actually feel like you're a part of um, would be kind of cool to see. I agree. That's a great idea. That's a good idea, Anthony. 
Of course it is. It was my idea. Oh my gosh, I take back my compliment. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, it's I, too late. I really like that one. <laughs> no, you don't. It's too late. <laughs> okay. Oops, I broke my thing. Hang on a second. Uh, love live radio. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> my thing, uh, my next idea is to bring back the Tahitian Terrace. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Tahitian Terrace is uh, was the former location. Oh, wait is now occupied by the uh, Aladdin's Oasis, which is right next to the Jungle Cruise. Uh, and here's a little thing from uh, Yesterland, which, by the way, if you get bored at work, yesterland.com, it's, you know, it's pretty rad. Uh, Aloha, welcome to the islands of Tahiti, Samoa, and Hawaii. You're seated beneath an exotic 35-foot-tall tree with 475 artificial leaves and colors, fake flowers that always bloom. Open your menu for a selection of dishes inspired by the South Pacific. Many people consider this to be the best food in the park. With your dinner, be sure to order a planter's punch Tahitian in a tall cylindrical glass. There's no rum in the punch, just a delicious blend of tropical fruit juices. Apparently it had a show and all that kind of stuff. Um, and a waterfall curtain. That part, the band fills the warm evening air with island rhythms. With graceful hip and hand movements, the dancers give you a tour of Polynesia. To add to the authenticity, the dancers emerge from back. Do we have a dolphin? <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I heard, too. Uh, The dancers emerge from backstage wearing sarongs, grass skirts, or other traditional garments as appropriate for each island. Uh, The lights dim for the daring barefoot fire walk and the thrilling fire knife dance. How cool does that sound? That, that tell me that doesn't sound awesome. That honestly sounds so much better than than nothing. They don't. Than, I don't well, even they're, know what Aladdin's they're starting is. to do stuff now. I guess. I mean, it's, there's like a restaurant back there with. I mean, not a restaurant, but there's tables. There's seating back there for people, but they don't but do why? anything with it. Yeah. Because it used to well, it used to be the Tahitian Terrace, and, and they and then they change it to Aladdin's Oasis, and they right. did stuff there, but they kind of shut it down. I guess. But Aladdin, I, I've never actually really grasped what Aladdin's Oasis was because it's always closed every time I'm there. Yeah. I don't know either. It used to be a dinner show, apparently, and um, yeah, I don't know. It used to be a dinner show. Oh. But now they're, I guess they're selling like meal packages there for something. I, to be honest with you, I don't know because I ignore it because I don't care about it because yeah. it, it doesn't exist it's to me. It's pretty you much walk, a waste of space. You walk by it, right? So my thing is to, uh, let's bring that back. Take out Aladdin's Oasis because no one cares about it. Now, now there's like meet and greets there. Uh, but Moana, or however you say it, is the next big Disney Tahitian thing uh, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Anthony's personal hero. Uh, so trick it out like that, you know. Uh, we don't know much about the flick yet, but have some traditional Polynesian dances, uh, much like the Tahitian Terrence used to, Terrence used to be. I like it. Tahitian I, Terrence. That's your new name. Tahitian I used to be, yeah. yeah. I've been getting really into that kind of stuff lately, like Hawaii and uh, tiki things. Yeah. Have you been to Hawaii yet? No. Oh. No, we can't afford it. But I really it. want to go. Yeah. I'm trying to afford it. One year anniversary. There you go. Uh, we can't afford it by then. <laughs> it's coming up a little too fast. <laughs> yeah. We tried. <laughs> uh, so that's my uh, that's my idea. Let's bring back to Tahitian Terrace because Aladdin's Oasis makes no sense. Everybody walks by it. Uh, bring that thing back. It's really cool in there. If you get a chance, you can sometimes sneak back in there. They have a restroom I think you can use. And uh, just check it out. It's tons of unused space that nobody is – we're not using. And, and, and space is at a premium right now in the parks. Cool. Uh, all right, Terrence, go for it again, buddy. All right. Is it strike two so far? Strike three? Let's see if we can get strike four. One and a half. All right. <laughs> so um, this is a uh, an up <laughs> an upgrade to the um, 
what is it? What's it called? Luigi's uh, Rollickin' Roadsters. All right. <laughs> is he is he hunting uh, Sasquatch? Because if he is, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm gonna walk out of. Oh, <laughs> no. So um, so Radiator Springs is in the middle of his first snowstorm, and no one was prepared. Luigi. Wait, full, they're in the desert. Aren't they in Arizona? Just listen. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Gosh. Luigi, who has, who is giving away snow tires with every purchase, this is from the movie, purchase does not, every, if every pair of tires you buy, he'll give you a, a, pair, a set of snow tires oh, from okay. the movies, right? All right? So Luigi does not have enough snow tires for everyone, so all your favorite characters, all of which are drivable cars on the track, are slipping and sliding all over Radiator Springs. So this is the world's biggest slick track bumper car track. Utilizing a completely slick track, your vehicle will dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge its way all over the track, and maybe even into one of your friends. So since they already have the capability to remotely control the vehicles, instead of having everything moving in a normal motion and moving together, you'll literally be moving sideways like you're slipping and bumping into each other on the track as well. And... Since it will be a slick track and they have the, the capability to remotely control it, when you're done, your cars will all go right back to the loading zones and unload, and then you get the next people and then go back out and do it all over again. I like it. It sounds like they wouldn't have to make that many changes, but it sounds like it would be a lot more fun than what whatever's happening Anything now. It would absolutely be more fun, but it will never happen. Wow, Ben. Are we trying? Hold on. Are we trying to be I'm realistic about this? Because we know that none of this will ever happen, I right? Thought, right? I was trying to be realistic. Okay, none of this. Oh, I'm letting you know that none of what you're saying will ever happen, ever. That's I'm true. Actually, that is not very Disney, and I disagree. You don't know who's listening. You don't know who's listening. Who has an aunt that works at Disney? Tell her. She's the only one who's she's been saying one. that none of this is going to happen yet. She wants to no, gut the pirate ship Columbia. She's only said that his aren't going to happen. No, I just said that one's not going to happen because if you would refer to our last interview, Disney California Adventure was a park designed by lawyers. That is way too dangerous to be an actual ride. Do you realize that they're not going to gut uh, the they, sailing I'm, ship? I know col- they're not going to. I'm just saying okay. they should. And I understand that's what you're saying. Goodness. But somehow you're I'm wrong. I'm that sorry. My, that's my last one. I'm sorry, okay. Terrence. Nope. Okay. You're doing great. No, I'm done. Don't <laughs> you yell at me? Kids, don't be like Terrence. Don't yell at me, All right, Bev, go ahead, please. All right, this is my last one. All right. It's never going to happen. <laughs> you don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would bring back the... Parking lot. I would take DCA out <laughs> and bring the parking lot back. <laughs> Great idea. Thank you. Um, you fit more people in it. I would bring back the rocket rods. Okay. Which, if you remember correctly, is the ride that replaced the people, people mover. mover. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would theme that out to be a Star Wars theme lens. So I would basically just take the overlay that's happening in Hyperspace Mountain and apply it to that ride. So that's what that ride would be. And then when you get to the point where the uh, the train goes outside and you're in that little like wooded area, it would be an Ewok village. So you'd be like fighting and then you'd escape mm-hmm. down to the Ewok village and then okay. do some crap there and then... No! That's never gonna happen. I know it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> I felt like Terrence was... I <laughs> <laughs> No! This is you literally the first time she's ever stood up for me. It will be the last time. <laughs> She took, let's just be clear, she took her ring off during the... I know, right? (laughs) I think she's on eBay right now trying to pawn it. $14. Uh, Twice what I paid for. Very nice, Beth. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Taryn, go ahead. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I do take these things very seriously. I actually want these things to happen. Anyway, uh, mine is for the Pirates layer. Um, <laughs> I think that there should be... What? <laughs> what? I don't know, man. Sometimes it's just the things that you say no, like, make I, it, little it to no sense. It makes me sad to think that, like, I makes don't know. You sad. I, do, I do these with the with the mindset of, like, wow, what... I mean... Look at the look at Miles. Of, of a child, right? Look at Miles. He got just picked up randomly by Disney. I do these with that in mind, where I'm like, hey, if I make these like really good, who knows who's listening? That's I, that's how I go about them. That's all. That's all I was trying to get across. I didn't mean to upset you. You didn't upset me. This is you what, kind it, of like you it, it was yelled. good radio. <laughs> <laughs> so is this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mine is for the Pirates Lair. And I think that there should be a scavenger hunt. That What's the start- Pirates Lair? Oh, the Tom Sawyer's Island? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that there should be a scavenger hunt bef- uh, that starts before you take the raft over. So you get a treasure map, and it has clues. So once you get over to the island, you kind of follow the treasure map, and it has clues that, that leads, like, the little guys, the little, little, little kids. kids okay. um, to, They're called kids. Yes. Okay. To treasure. Okay. Um, and the treasure is guarded by a cast member who found it first. It's such a bummer. But uh, they found it first, but they're willing to share their treasure with you. So if you happen to find the treasure, the kids get one piece of gold that, that, that can either be kept as a keepsake or used at participating stores for 10% off one piece of merchandise. <laughs> okay. That's it. All right. That's great. <laughs> Anthony. <clears throat> um, so my last of my three ideas um, actually is related to the whole Guardians of the Galaxy Tower. Um, and this is something I actually mentioned to you, uh, I think today or yesterday, was that uh, rather instead of adding it to the whole Tower of Terror, uh, they could get rid of that atrocity that they have on Hyperspace Mountain because it's terrible and it's boring. Um, and actually just kind of convert that over into a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of experience. I mean, it makes sense, you know, if you're already in a whole space age kind of like that whole area yeah why not just add guardians of the galaxy to that and have it actually fit the motif around there right um you know and actually add some some better visuals to it make it uh at least a bit more entertaining they don't necessarily need to make it like a super lit up ride because uh, i know that um uh, space mountain itself is supposed to be relatively dark uh but you know I, like flying around and uh getting some visuals from the guardians would be kind of cool in there i my last my three ideas okay pretty simple right. i like it very good uh, my last, uh, I have an idea. I have my, my last idea as well. Uh, it involves the Paradise Pier Grill and the Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta area. You know that giant like restaurant that they have and tons of open space and it's themed out really well, but nobody's ever in it. And all the Midway games. So that entire oh. like corner from uh, Toy Story to essentially Goofy's Rails of Death. Like that right. whole area, right? Pull it, gut it, fire sale. Everything's gone. <laughs> fire sale. Pull the entire space. Actually, they recently closed the Paradise Pier Grill because nobody goes there. Right, right, right. Nobody, nobody, nobody goes there. And build a mega coaster. Disney missed the mark here by building out a huge place to eat uh, that's pretty much a graveyard in the middle of two graveyards. <laughs> Um, do some sort of combo. I mean, it is right. There's nobody. Nobody's in that area anyway. Nobody's playing midway games. Uh, up until recently, no one was really kind of writing that. Right, you got the Zephyr right there that's always down. Nobody really does the swings. Like that whole place is kind of dead. It's just 
everyone like under where the track goes. Yeah, like yeah. people are just passing it to go right. to Toy Story or California Screaming. That's it. Nobody stops at the Midway Games. No, hardly anybody right. eats at the Paradise Pier, whatever it's called. Nobody goes there. Right. Just nobody goes there. Um. Where'd I go? Do some sort of combo between the Aerosmith ride and Walt Disney World and the Harry Potter ride. Very, very advanced animatronics, uh, tons of 3D, tons of surround visuals. Uh, you know, you're moving 180 degrees, but going really fast. Uh, but theme it around the Lion King. You go through life in the eyes of Simba. You see your father killed. You survive the stampede. Look, I don't know much about that movie. I only saw it once, but people still... <laughs> <laughs> people, I was actually really right, impressed right. with you that much. I was like, oh, huh. No, people really like it. Uh, doesn't uh, I, th- I think you can have a, uh, some sort of hyena sing a song or something, right? That happens. I don't know, whatever. Uh, it seems like the newer parks are getting special rides and great effects. With our parks, we get more restaurants. Mm. Right. That's true. So put something exciting there. Don't give me another place to eat. Nobody wants it. I understand. Anyway, there you go. That's my idea. Yay, we did it. Um, I, I still have more. Terrence isn't done. You said you were done. No, no, no. no. I was kidding. I still have two more. All right, go ahead. All right. Next one, um, completely gut the um, Magic Eye Theater and uh, the arcade and all that area and um, take what they have and Epcot for Mission to Mars and move it over here, but Mission to Saturn. Wait, sorry. Uh, repeat that. I wasn't paying attention. Okay. <laughs> completely gut the Magic Eye Theater. So where okay. Captain EO was right, 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 right. and all yeah. that, and then the arcade that's right there, and yeah. all that space basically that leads that you walk by as you come off of Space Mountain. Yeah. Got all of that um, put in motion simulators and um, bring what they have in Epcot with Mission to Mars here, but Mission to Saturn. So uh, Mission to Saturn will simulate an astronaut training uh, for the first Mission to Saturn um, aboard the X-3 Deep Space Shuttle in 2068. Um, you're a trainee. Uh, and you're going to be arranged into crews of four before you watch an introductory video featuring Joaquin Phoenix, who was Max from the movie Space Camp. Uh, before boarding the simulators, each rider is given an onboard role. One's navigator, one's pilot, one's commander, one's engineer. And they're given two tasks to complete during the mission. Uh, so you'll go through the entire mission. You'll have a, uh, you know, the slingshot around the moon. You'll have the liftoff. You'll have um, simulated uh, hypersleep. Uh, you'll go through Saturn's icy rings. You'll land on the planet's surface, um, and that's it. Just you sure start. Saturn's not a gas planet? No, it's not a gas planet. I looked yeah. it up. It's not a gas planet. All right, good. Yeah. So um, you could do that. And then also um, a part of that, you know, since they only really have that big ball outside where you can <laughs> roll, you know, you right. know what, you're outside where you can roll that. Yeah. Inside you'll have um, a different space area for toddlers if you want to get out of the sun, you can get out there. Um, if you, when you're on the ride, it'll take a picture of you and you can have a kiosk where you can, um, actually it'll take a video of you. So you can, uh, send yourself the video of you on there. It's going to have different levels of intensity as well. So, um, that's, that's my idea. Okay. Mission to Saturn. Stop. I hate you guys. This is the last one. This Wait is the last one. This one's ridiculous actually, and I'm glad it's ridiculous. I actually thought, first of all, I actually thought that was a really yeah, good idea. Okay. <laughs> And um, that ball, mm-hmm. I'm convinced, was patient zero in the measles outbreak. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Dude, there were kids coming to the thing, spinning it around. One was, like, licking it. it was oh, like, oh, oh, my was Tommy licked. That was Tommy. His entire daily water intake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is my last one, and I understand you guys will think this is ridiculous because it is. 
But there's a couple reasons why I did this. Number one, because the company that owns the right to this show are now just a merchandise company. They're not producing anything new. Um, and number two, because I don't think California Adventure should be the only park that has a hotel in it that you can actually stay at. Okay. So this is a remake of the House of the Future. Not okay. the one that was in, in Inventions, but the one that used to be outside. So what, the plastic one? Yes. Okay. But it won't be plastic this time. All right. So this is the world's, this is the, the first bookable hotel within the Disneyland Resort. Um, at closing time every evening. So ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At closing time every Parades evening. Parades of cast members pick you up and carry <laughs> no, you in no, you you gotta, you on gotta their hear shoulders. Bye, elephants. Chanting your name. <laughs> You are king of Disneyland for four minutes. I, I am. Okay. So at, <laughs> they shower you with expensive gifts from China. <laughs> so at closing time every evening, several round structures begin to rise far above the skyline of the park. These five suspended sphere, uh, spheres each house five individual rooms that hold more technology than any of us could ever hope to see. Welcome to Hotel Jetson. Now, each room, <laughs> each room has its own, has its, yeah, has its own. The, the skyline of Disneyland. I'm just saying it's like wait, four wait, feet wait. high. Dude. I, I can I can help you with this, but okay. So See, each, already yeah, you need help. Hey, it's all right. So each room has its own Rosie, so an automated robot made, um, automatic food distributor. A, um, and I thought about the th- uh, 3D projection, uh, projected TV where you can have multiple projections coming at the bottom. You have four walls of glass with um, something that's really not opaque on the top. And if you're sitting around it, it'll look like it's right there in front of you as well. Um, and killer views of, the, of all the parks and all of Anaheim. And then before the park opens, it lowers back down. Killer views of Anaheim. <laughs> oh, the, park, the parks in Anaheim. And then before before the parks open, it lowers back down. Strip malls as far as the eye can see. <laughs> and freeway. Can I build yes. on Please do. Okay, so I love the idea. Because I think it's ridiculous. No, I, think that, I, love I, it. I love it. I love it. But get rid of the Jetsons part of it and instead call it an Inside Out. It's Inside Out themed. The movie Inside Out. Because they so were they in those tall lands. things yeah. in the different lands, and then it makes sense with Disney, not Jetsons. But I'm just saying they could buy the, the buy the rights, but that that makes you sense too. Want actually, Disney to buy everything, they can. <laughs> Hanna Barbera makes <laughs> nothing. They make nothing. They're just a, a subsidiary that does nothing. I, I you could but buy I'm just it for saying, you could twenty bucks. I like that. I think you it's a good idea too. Idea. But I, I'm just building off of your idea. It was your idea that Goose was ball good, not my idea. And what was the other one? Like, Feelings Island. Friendship Island. Emotions Island. Oh, yeah, Friendship Island. Family Island. I think Terrence would stay at Feelings Island. (laughs) Teenager Island. So beautiful. All right. I think they should have a hotel. This is totally a tangent. They need to have a hotel in They should have a hotel that looks like the inside of the Haunted Mansion. Like, it should be totally scary and spooky and, like, dark and cobwebby. I would stay there. I would pay a lot of money to stay there. You don't have a lot of money. I know, but I would find it. I'd make it rain. <laughs> make it sprinkle. All over, I'd All make over it Disneyland. I'd make it with coins. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, God, that's a lot. So um, <clears throat> here's a recap. Terrence wants Abraham Lincoln vampire person. Frontierland shooting gallery that shoots lead. Luigi's snowstorm. Mission is Saturn and Hotel Jetson. Not Luigi's snowstorm. Well, whatever. It's a slick track. It's, fu- it's called Luigi's snowstorm. It was like bumper cars. Bev wants uh, Autopia to have an adult resting spot and change of cars for kids only. Sailing Ship Columbia turned into a restaurant, and Rocket Rods go to some Star Wars deal. 
Taryn says, add a fast pass to Nemo, pull all the midway games, and put sword eaters and fortune tellers. And then uh, she also wants some sort of treasure map activity on Tom Sawyer's Island. Kanye wants Matterhorn, turn that into Ice Giant uh, uh, Thor, Ice Giant Planet Face. Uh, <laughs> turn turn Soren to Iron Man's Flight, um, and then Space Mountain to... Um, <laughs> I wrote an abbreviation, and now I'm reading it as Game of Thrones. But it's not. It's uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. And then I said, bring back the Skyway to Tomorrowland, but theme it something. I don't know what, but you'll figure it out. Uh, bring back the Tahitian Terrace, and then uh, build a mega coaster uh, thing. I don't know. Who won? Who was who had the best idea? I mean, Obviously, can... Kanye. I actually was going to vote for you. Like, yes! Overall. Overall, I was going to vote so, for the Soren. Let's vote Terrence. Did Terrence have the best idea of the Yes, overall? he did. Yeah, Terrence! Right. Oh. Are you voting for yourself? No, I'm not actually. <laughs> okay, so no one's voting for Terrence. Who votes for Bev? I am all about that Autopia parent. There you go. Um, one for Bev. One. Angry Becca casts her vote. What about Terrence? Who votes for Terrence? Terrence is voting for herself. What about Anthony? Who's voting for Anthony? Obviously, Kanye is voting for Anthony, and Anthony is voting for Anthony. Uh, so let's two vote votes. Twice. Oh, I'm switching my vote to mine. <laughs> Wait. <what's this>? Okay. <laughs> are you? Well, no. I think mine are the best. <laughs> so I am, yeah. Are you... <laughs> you said you were switching your vote, and then I said, are you? And then you said, no. because oh, I I, That's what was happening in my head. I was going back and forth. I don't know what to do. I don't like voting for myself, but I'm going to. Anthony's the winner. Anthony's the winner. Anthony, yes. there you go. Wait, why is Anthony the winner? He only has he one got vote. Two votes. I haven't. Who he votes has, for he me? Has two votes. Okay, who votes? Because Kanye and Anthony voted for. Who Kanye. votes for Jason? Bev didn't even vote. Yes, I voted did. for Anthony. Yeah, so did I. <sighs> Whatever. You didn't vote. Anthony wins because I don't vote. For? Yes. I'm not even gonna tell That's you. That's right. Of course I won. This whole game was stupid. Because you didn't win? We're never doing this again. Taking my ball and going home. No, because you guys... Whatever. Anthony! (laughs) Talk to me about Marvel. You win nothing, Anthony. Congratulations. Yeah, you win win nothing. I'll send you a Tro shirt. I won the satisfaction that Jason didn't win. That's true. And that's worth a lot. Yeah, it is. Uh, No, good job, Anthony. I appreciate uh, appreciate you playing along. So uh, what I want to talk to you about now is just, you know, where we're at with the Marvel Universe. We talked uh, before I think Civil War came out was the last time we spoke to you. And now that Civil War has uh, come out and unleashed its wrath upon the Marvel Universe, what happens next? So, you know, actually, uh, there's a lot of talk about them restructuring um, the next phases for Marvel because – They've kind of made this decision that they think they're rushing the universe a little too much, which is, is is relatively true. They're they're bombarding people with a lot of things that are supposed to be developing throughout the universe um, and kind of expecting uh, movies to happen where they've got like these flood of characters, but they they aren't taking the time to properly introduce them. And I think that this was pretty prevalent um, with Black Panther. Um, you know, you had this really strong character who's got an immense backstory that kind of rivals what Tony Stark is for, for Marvel, and they just threw him into a movie. They didn't uh, – even in, in Civil War itself, they didn't really even introduce him. They just kind of stuck this guy in there. Hey, here's a hero. Um, you know, enjoy him doing flips and stuff. So This is Black Panther? Kind of, what's that? This is Black Panther you're talking about? 
this is Black Panther. Yeah, T'Challa. Um, how from, how old uh, of a character is he? How old? Like well, not like, like himself or like his his story. whole storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His whole storyline. Um, I don't remember the specific date for Black Panther, but Black Panther is like the first um, African American superhero ever. Really? So he's he's yeah, I believe, or at least for Marvel. Um, I could be I could be wrong on that, but I believe he was the first. Um, but I mean, has he been around for like ten years or like fifty? He's been around for a, oh, a real long man, time. I'd have, to, I'd have to look that up at the exact date what it was. Um, but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that he he's not like in the last five years. He's an old he's no, an old character. No, okay. He's I mean he's definitely um older than a lot of Marvel characters. So it looks hmm. like he was introduced in. Late sixties, early seventies. Oh wow, sixty six. Yeah, I guess that would make sense with his name. Yeah, July sixty six. Yeah. yeah. So he and he's got such a huge, rich backstory. He's uh, an extremely intelligent person. He's the prince of Rakwanda, which plays a huge part in the Marvel stories. This is where actually a lot of the tech comes from. Is this city um, where you have this like deep backstory, and these people are extremely technologically advanced. The tech but they of just, the tech of Black Panther, or the tech of like the kind of the modern day superhero. A lot, Iron a lot Man of people have that kind of tech that comes from Rakwanda. Rakwanda oh, okay. is where Vibranium comes from, which is you know like that's the shield of Captain America. Hmm. Um, a lot of people base their weapons off of Vibranium. Um, I think now Hawkeye's got Vibranium arrows. Uh, Panther suits made out of Vibranium. I mean, it's the it's the indestructible metal, you know, of the hmm. Marvel universe. So, okay, there's. I thought that was adamantium. Yeah, close enough. Okay. I I want to say vibranium stronger than adamantium. I want to say, but so obviously the next big step for Marvel was supposed to be Infinity War. Now, now there's talk of them kind of taking Infinity War off the table for right now and restructuring what those two Avenger movies are supposed to be about, which is unfortunate because we've been getting hints of Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet since Thor. So I don't know how they're going to handle that, uh, but it'll be interesting to see if they if they try to dial back away from Infinity War Um and why they would want to do that, I don't know. Restructuring as in like as in the the future, or they're not going to re- start remaking these movies already, are they? No, I don't. They're they're not going to start remaking films. I think okay. the only things that are slated for remakes off of Marvel's plate is Spider Man and Again? yeah. Spider-Man's are you serious? Def- yeah. For for anyone that hasn't seen Civil War, I mean, this is it's a moderate spoiler, but it's like a post credit scene. They dropped the huge hint about the the Spider-Man New Generation movies. So, <laughs> yeah, it's back again for Why? third iteration. Spider-Man sells. Spider-Man's a huge influence to people. Why not do it? And I, I but I mean, we had this conversation. I actually really enjoyed the kid as Spider-Man. I think he did a good job in Civil War. In Civil War, okay. I think he actually stole a lot of the show from Civil War itself. Mm. So. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with it, but I'm a little disappointed that Marvel's going to be stepping away from Infinity War. Um, you know, I, w- I just wanted to see Thanos. I wanted to see kind of that downfall of Iron Man, and I want to see I want to see more heroes. I'm I'm tired of the same people over and over, and I think that's a a lot of my negative response from Civil War itself. 
was it's just it's the same people doing the same kind of heroic stuff. Yeah, like oh, well, they're fighting again. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, we got we got a taste of other characters. You know, Black Panther. We've got previews of Doctor Strange coming out. We've seen a little bit more with Ant Man, which is nice. Um, you know, so I, I want to start seeing something different. Civil War was borderline Avengers three for me, so it's it's a little hard to tell. You know, I wanted it to be a bit more about the Civil War, and it was kind of all centered on, uh, you know. Cap and Bucky and their kind of story, but there's a lot more to Civil War itself than that. So I get. I mean, I have a hard time with a Captain America <laughs> Bucky thing because I don't care enough about it. Like the movie was fine, but I don't care enough about the the hero to care about his friend breaking away or whatever. I just I don't care. Yeah, I mean, some people aren't like a a big Captain fan. Me personally, I'm a bit more Iron Man. Um, you know, in this whole debate, but I Winter Soldier to me was still probably one of Marvel's, if not their best movies that they've done. Hmm. Uh, just based on its its tone, its pacing, how it was shot, uh, just the the general sense of the movie. It wasn't the typical Marvel movie where it was bright colors, explosions, and Tony Stark sarcasm. Yeah. So it was. To me, that was a nice breakup between the rest of the Marvel movies, and they they kind of got that a little bit in this in Civil War, but they still kind of filled the movie with Tony Stark sarcasm, bright colors, and explosions. Yeah, well, that's what sells, I guess. Yeah, it does, and like people really love the film. And don't get me wrong, I, I thought it was a great film. Um, ironically, uh, it had a lot of problems in it that people complained about with Batman vs Superman. Yet, for some reason, Marvel gets a pass on a lot of it. Um, hmm. And I was having this discussion with a couple of friends after the film because every film boy that we went to go see it with – because, I mean, we had a group of like 30-plus people that we went and saw Civil War on Thursday night. Um, everyone was like, oh, my God, it was amazing. It was the best movie of the year. And a couple of us were like, meh. Like, we enjoyed it, but it had a lot of problems. It had a downtime. It felt really long. It jumped around a lot. Uh, and so, I don't know. People are going to make up their mind about Civil War. I thought it was meh. Hmm. I enjoyed okay. it. I mean, I'll see it, but I feel like these superhero movies are kind of... That's what they're going for. They're going for kind of toned down, you know, every action-y thing, and then, and then kind of not. Uh, but in doing... In, in jumping around from super action to kind of backstory, you have a, a fractured movie you have a fractured storyline and 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 i think they're kind of going obviously for middle of the road going for maximum profit um and and yeah. i and so I, I i all of these superhero movies from x-men on to probably you know the well i saw iron man 3 or whatever the last one was which was good it was fine Ugh. but it was still the same but it was like the same to me the the storytelling hasn't progressed since the first x-men it just it's it's just middle of the road CGI and and kind of terrible storytelling, and so I'm not that I'm not that stoked about it. I'm just really I'm not that excited. I'll see it yeah. because whatever, but I just I don't know. I don't um, it doesn't it doesn't grab me. I don't I don't care. I will say this one had a, a bit better of an ability to, to tell story, but you know it's the same people who did Winter Soldier, which yeah. was like I said, Marvel's first kind of ability at doing more of the the storytelling. 
Um, but then yet, me personally, I, I don't really see these Marvel movies as storytelling movies anymore. That's why I, I like seeing the DC movies, um, because they're a lot better at telling story and giving character, um, giving backstory, and still being able to balance it with action. Mm-hmm. Did you, see, um, did you, see, you saw Batman vs. Superman, right? I did. I did. Did you like it? I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I have to say it was probably up there um, as one of the best DC movies to come out in a long time. Oh. Granted, that's not saying much when you've got stuff like Green Lantern out there. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of people hated it, and I th- it's understandable um, because there was a lot of elements to the movie that are for comic book fans. It was a, a very comic book movie. Uh, it was a lot of backstory, and I think people wanted what they expect out of the Marvel movies, which is pew-pew, lasers, explosions, yeah. um, Batman beats up Superman, you know. But uh, Ben Affleck was easily the best Bruce Wayne, I think, that's ever come across DC. <laughs> I don't I – don't. I, I think he was. I think he did perfect as Bruce Wayne, and – there are people who say that he was the best part of that movie. There are people who hate him because he's Ben Affleck. People thought some people thought it was mediocre. I personally, I thought he fit the role as that dark, broody, not funny Batman that I'm used to seeing. I don't know how you can get better than Michael Keaton. I just don't. Are you kidding me? No, I'm deadly serious. I can better be better than, than Michael. I'm like Keaton. a brown recluse bite. I don't know. Wait, what did you just say? I said I could be better. No, not you, Beverly. No, I'm asking Terrence who he thinks is better. Oh, I thought you just asked who is uh, Michael Keaton. Christian Bale and also uh, Val Kilmer. As, as, Bruce Wayne? as Bruce Wayne? Definitely what? not Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. No. I'll disagree with you guys. Microphone. I think that the thing about Val- Terrence is like uh, a different person today. Like, I don't even know you. Who are you? Yeah, <laughs> Michael Keaton was over. not Michael who Keaton was not a convincing Bruce Wayne to me. Oh, God. He was perfect. Uh, Michael Keaton as a, as a billionaire, billionaire playboy. Yeah, perfect. Michael Keaton. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong Michael with Michael Keaton. No. Yeah. Terrible. Wait, what's oh, his name again? Kanye and I, we're on the Keaton? same side. Terrence, did you see BBS? I haven't seen BBS yet, no. Okay. It's not BB-8. Not BB-8. No, not BB-8. Not BBS, no. But... Can we just can we circle back to Val Kilmer? <laughs> yeah. I no, thought Val Kilmer. Can we not no, 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 no. The only reason Kilmer. why I say this is because of his uh, his looks. I thought he could play Bruce Wayne, and he was fit enough to be Batman. Oh, but I would still take him over Michael Keaton. Oh, Michael Keaton's the best one. If I saw Michael Keaton in a dark alley, I'd probably take his wallet. <laughs> just saying. I I, I don't know. It, it, just the tone, the tone, and everything from Ben Affleck. I just I I thought was great. I I definitely think um, the last guy, uh, what's his name, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, sorry, uh, did a good job as Batman. He was good, but um, I just I like the tone and stuff better from Ben Affleck personally. Mm. I just see that Wait, so as ben more Affleck of a Batman. Batman. What? Ben Affleck. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the last six months <laughs> of your news cycle, Taryn. <laughs> Did you just ask if Ben Affleck played Batman, Taryn? Yeah. All right, well, you're done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I could could see that. He got all buff and stuff for this movie, so I mean... He's super buff for this movie. Yeah, so I could could see that. I could see him being a a wealthy womanizer. 
Yeah, he, and he does well, well with uh, and, no, all right, all right. Calm down, calm down, calm down, down over there. I calm down, say, ladies. Yeah, I could see how he would be appealing. Mm-hmm. No, if you like money and muscles, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's what you're into, obviously I'm not. Have you met Sam? <laughs> so okay, so what's next for Marvel? They're kind of. What do you think? They're going to start pulling back some movies. You're saying, and maybe not releasing so many at a time, I and kind of giving us a break. If if Doctor Strange and Black Panther do well, mm-hmm. I think Marvel is on on characters that aren't as well known in the universe. Okay. And I think both those movies already are shaping up to be huge hits because people received Black Panther um Doctor Strange is already getting really great feedback from people and not a lot of people really know anything about Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people really, for the main masses, don't know a lot about Black Panther. So if these kind of whole uh, yeah. side uh, story arcs do well yeah. with the Marvel Universe, yeah. um, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of other characters pour in. And I would, I would really like to see that because to me, that's where Civil War failed so much because Civil War was about – Dozens and dozens and dozens of heroes fighting against each other, not just Tony and Cap having a little cat fight over Bucky. (laughs) There's all of these major reasons with the mutants, um, with people like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, um, where all of them play parts in the development of Civil War. And so I think that's, again, why we're, we're getting that dial back from Marvel, why they're like, okay, we need to step back from Infinity War. Thanos okay. is, is like the ultimate. You so, know, he's the big, big evil. Uh, so Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Are, so that, so Jessica Jones, for those of you who don't know, is a Netflix-only series based on a Marvel character, which I didn't know anything about, and I had to like look on Wikipedia to even get a sense of what was going on in the universe because they just kind of start the show, episode one, of like talking about aliens. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I had no idea. <laughs> so are they in? are those characters in that movie? Civil War? Um, they're in the not in the movie Civil War, but they actually play a huge part in the development of Civil War from a comic book standpoint. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I don't I don't know between the rights between Netflix and Marvel if that's why. But obviously, you can't have them in there. You can't have the mutants because of the whole thing with Fox. So there's there's a lot of limitations for them. Obviously, they can't talk about fifty different characters in one movie. Yeah. So there's there's a bunch of problems. I hope that they eventually bring up Jessica um, and Luke to the big time because they do play a huge part in the Avengers um, story arcs. Mm. Um, Luke Cage, you you meet through Jessica Jones, and he actually is getting his own series now on Netflix as well. Yeah, along with the um, Punisher. Along with Punisher. Yeah, I'm stoked about yes. that. And, and tell you what, he was the best. I watched Daredevil. You told me to watch it. I think it's a terrible series. I hated it. I hate every minute, but I watched it. <laughs> and then the Punisher came, and I'm like, he's the best part of this series entirely. And then he's getting his own series. Uh, Punisher yeah. is my favorite uh, character, hands down. And then and then there's Wolverine. Those are my two favorites. And uh, he, the, whatever dude's name is, he he did him really well, so I'm excited about that. He needs his own and they're going to bring, um, I think, most of those guys from those Netflix series together with their own kind of like mini Avengers series. Um, I hmm. forget the name of their whole ragtag group. but <laughs> The Netflix um, crew. Yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of different ways Marvel could take their 
their projected storyline. Um, they they released their whole plans for Phase Three and going on forward, you know, Guardians Two and all this stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised to see if they, after the next year or so, start restructuring a little bit. All right, Anthony, good good job as always. Thank you, my friend. Of course, it was a good job. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last thing, Anthony, you ready? Yeah. He just sent you a message. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you Could, probably can't read that <laughs> online. Uh, he just says he hates me. I hung up on him. <laughs> I hung up on him. That was pretty funny. Uh, Taryn, you have a window to do. Yes. All right, go for it. Um, I want to talk about Milt Albright's window. Alphabetically, he's the first window. Uh, he Milt was born in uh, Kearney, Missouri on June 7th, 1916. He was the oldest of three boys and grew up on a farm north of uh, Kansas City. When Milt was a young man, a friend of his father's paid him to deliver a car to Los Angeles. He fell in love with the area and decided to make Southern California his home. Uh, for 10 years after he moved to, to Southern California, he really wanted to work for Walt Disney. Um, so eventually he ended up working for Walt Disney. That's how this happens. Uh, in 1947, he started out as a junior staff accountant. Uh, in 1954, he wanted to get involved with the amusement park, quote unquote, and built, and he built a small car to hopefully gain Walt's attention. When Walt saw the car, uh, he took it for a spin, even though it wasn't completed yet. It didn't have brakes. Uh, <laughs> Milt recalled in a 1987 interview, "Well, Walt crashed into a wall to uh, crashed into a wall to stop it, and the body of the car split in half like a walnut." Oh no! Yeah, Walt wasn't impressed with the car, but he did <laughs> like Milt. In 1955, uh, a year later, uh, Milt was promoted to manager of accounting for Disneyland. Uh, Milt is quote is quoted saying. You didn't have to be very smart, just honest. <laughs> um, in 1957, a couple years later, he became the manager of Holidayland, uh, which was the private party kind of picnic area outside of the park. Uh, a year later, he transferred to group sales, where he founded the Magic Kingdom Club, which was a club consisting um, eventually of about 6 million members and 30,000 companies that offered discounts and special admission tickets uh, to its members. So I think, and I don't have this, but it sounds like this is what eventually maybe became annual passes. Okay. Um, he also created the concept of grad nights, oh, which nice. are still happening today. And it's when lots of uh, Southern California high schools spend, their high school seniors spend their uh, grad night at the parks. Uh, and it's sponsored by their schools or their parent teachers. It's not just Southern California. It's not just SoCal, yeah. yeah. Oh. A lot of them from up here. Oh, well, they got to have some money. Um <laughs> so in the late 1970s, uh, he became the manager of special projects for marketing and was quickly promoted to manager of guest communications, which is the position he held until he retired in 1992. So uh, he worked for Disney for 45 years, and essentially he got his window because he became known as the guy that would do anything. <laughs> he would do small projects. He'd do big projects. But Walt could turn to him for anything. Um, and he was quoted saying, um, "I ha uh, this was right when he retired. He, he was quoted saying, I had 
the enormous good fortune to be hired by the finest entertainment company in the world. I believed it then, and I believe it still. Based on a lifetime with Disney, I would say with great conviction to any young person that you'll never find a better place to start. Tough out the lean early years. Learn Disney teamwork, and don't be afraid to innovate to come up with new ideas. I've had 45 years of challenge and some success in marketing because I took a chance and built an Autopia prototype car for Walt. Hmm. Uh, he received his window in 1992 uh, at his retire, like when he retired, but he actually became a Disney legend in 2005. Some articles say that this is wrong. Well, they don't say this is wrong. They say that both happened in 2005. They did not. Okay. Um, I just want to clarify that. Uh, this window is located above the Mad Hatter on Main Street, um, the one that's connected to the Opera House. Okay. It's right, nice. right up there. That's it. That's awesome. Milt, Milt Albright. Milt Albright. Uncle Walt and Cousin Milt. Yeah. <laughs> March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. All right, I realize we're uh, going a little long here in the tooth, but, uh, you know, the, so here's the problem with doing a podcast live and then releasing it. Like, so, you know, by the time you've heard this, we've recorded it uh, like a month and a half previous. So we're a little late on the jump for news. But to me, this is sort of breaking news, but not really breaking news. It's kind of been in the you know fringe news for a while. Um, I still think it's all BS. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, are going to overtake the Tower of Terror in, <sighs> in DCA. Boo. Now, this is all thanks to Mice Chat, Mouse Chat, whatever it's called, um, which I personally think is run by Disneyland. That's my theory. That's my really? yes. That's my theory. Uh, because if you if you read anything on Mouse Chat, it's um, or somebody that should be fired at Disney. Right. <laughs> right. It, it's so hyper detailed about meetings with specific investor or uh, uh, higher-ups, whatever, um, executives. executives. Yes, thank you. Uh, and all this kind of stuff that it's it, – it, and it's been going on for so long, and I've, I've heard a lot of rumors that people in Disney have been trying to figure out who's leaking all the information. I don't believe that they can't find out who's leaking all the information. Huh. I just don't believe it. So in order for them to distract you from the high prices – and the rides you don't like and the dumbing down of everything and the crowds, I feel like they are leaking stories themselves. Okay. They are running Mice Chat on their own. So they'll tell you stories. And, and some of it's, you know, some of it's actually like what's going on in the park, like the, pe- the gar- Paradise Garden Grill shutting down. That's totally legitimate. So I, I, in my opinion, yeah. this could be wrong. We've been watching a lot of West Wing. Yeah, Um, they've been they've been, uh, you know, I I think they'll float in stories here that get a lot of buzz that generates a lot of other like the AV Club, which is a really popular website, um, writes stories based on mice chat or mouse 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 talk articles. Um, Disney, you can't you can't normally they don't write about Disney, but they'll write about stuff. They'll write about rumors. So that's my thought is that they're they're generating chatter that normal Disney articles wouldn't. Wouldn't get. They keep people. They keep. They keep Disney in the news every cycle. So that's my thought. I still don't believe. Still don't believe it. But anyway, the rumor is that uh, uh, Hollywood Tower of Terror is uh, going dark this fall and it's going to be redone as Guardians of the Galaxy ride next May. 
Hmm. Um, and apparently also they are going to gut like the Monsters, Inc. ride and all those show buildings back there and put a giant roller coaster in. I still don't believe that, but Terrence tells me that's true. Hmm. It is. I don't believe it. Okay. I hate all of these rumors. I, I hate all these rumors, too. I think it's too. horrible. The plan now is to adjust the Marvel Mega Coaster from its original spot in the Timon parking lot to fit in the north end of the Hollywood stage where Stage 17, Monsters Incorporated, and the unused Stage 12 buildings are. This would save Timon for future DCA expansion and better use the underutilized space on the opposite side of Hollywood Land. That corner of Hollywood Land has always been an unloved and unfortunate-looking space that has gone through a series of inexpensive and temporary overlays for dance parties and corporate events. Unloved. Uh, dude, people loved the, the electronica, and they loved yeah. the oh, Mad Tea Party. Yeah. Best. Yeah. Well, no, not, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, I mean, keep it like that. I don't understand why it's unloved. And w- w- what else I don't understand is why are you going to take all that space? You could put something back there, mm-hmm. keep all of that space open for foot traffic, but you're going to blow it all up for a show belt? It, does, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It just doesn't make sense. And also, you know, they have to sink, uh, what, $1.5 billion into a DCA expansion, but by, like, 2020 or whatever the right. whatever the thing is, because they're based on their tax uh, right. credit thing. So things are happening, but I, I just, I don't know. I We'll see what happens. I, I still think it's a rumor. Everyone's reporting it as confirmed. Um, Muppet Vision is, is no longer coming back. That's sad. Which, speaking of sad, Muppets got canceled on ABC. You know what? That show was great. It, it was, was amazing. So it was so good. Canceled. I look forward to it every week. Sad. I, see, I, see. I already miss Chip. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't understand. Uh, here's some numbers. This is, again, on, on Mouse Talk. Monday, April 15th, original attendance estimate, Disneyland, 29,000 people, DCA, 23,000 people. You ever think you'd live to see a day where DCA hit 23,000 people? No. Uh, The actual attendance for Disneyland was 36,200, and DCA was uh, 283. That's stupid. So that's probably what a lot of your your crowd app is is going off of this last year, right? Wednesday, April 27th, uh, the estimated attendance from Disneyland, 31,000, DCA, 22,000. Actual Disneyland attendance, 35,000, DCA, 26. Friday, April 29th, estimated attendance, 50,000 in Disneyland, 41,000 in DCA. Actual attendance, Disneyland, 51,600, DCA, 41,200. Sunday, May 1st. Attendance uh, estimated Disneyland 51,000, actual 52,000. DCA estimated 41,000, actual was 40. You're writing nothing. You're writing nothing. Yeah. So I mean, that, and, and and those are numbers that would that would those are like summer numbers, dude. Right. But and then that's what we're saying. That is late spring or mid spring, and you're seeing the same numbers as you would in June or July. Yeah, like, there's, there's no good time to go. There's no holiday like. It's not ski week. It's May first was Dapper Day, though. Oh, okay. So that makes sense, but but well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, school is still in session for ninety mm-hmm. percent of people. Yeah. You know, there's it's this is the new normal. It's the new normal. And you need to, if you've experienced the old normal or the old you know chill day, you need to yeah. completely reset your mindset going into it because. Otherwise, you're just going to be unhappy the whole time. Like a 15 to 20 minute wait for pirates at this point is a normal day instead yeah. of walking right on. So, so seeing so, yeah. them 
so I walked right on because the park had just opened, mm-hmm. and it was great. An hour and a half later, they had put the extendo ropes in. Those are always out now, so it seems extendo, like. Yeah. Like, they had them out. They had them in uh, the form of a switchback, and then they went up and around over the... Uh, oh, to the backside. Over the bridge. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It was That's gross. For pirates. That's ridiculous. And, and, you, and you know that... But that pirates went down the next day and is now down for, I don't know how long, for a refurbishment. Oh, that might be why. Uh, but you know those boats are still packed in, so you're still waiting in line, mm-hmm. probably from that final scene... To even get out. Right. Yeah. That's true. Oh, terrible. So this isn't really news. <clears throat> well, I guess it's news. Um, this, these are both uh, rumors that uh, were rumors, but we've actually confirmed them. But by the time you hear this, it's uh, too late. Uh, well, it posted on Facebook May 7th. Matterhorn is getting a fast pass. And uh, My Magic Plus is coming to Disneyland. Apparently, Ma- Imagineers are designing the kiosks now for all that kind of stuff. I'm excited about that. So what is that? That's like the Magic Band? Yeah. Yeah, but you would, it's an app, right? Yeah. I actually I think they're doing it for the magic I think they're bringing the actual magic band. You can actually use the band. I don't know, don't hold me to that, but yeah, the app, the app uh, thing so you can like schedule your fast passes and change them on the fly. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I posted yeah, that on I the like Facebook it. page as soon as we found out that it was actually real and someone wrote uh Dan and I I don't want to I'm not going to call him out, but uh he wrote like kind of a lengthy uh response as to why he doesn't like the fast pass. And I think it was really interesting. I kind of want—I want to read it a little bit. Um, the park was built to hold a whole bunch of people on lines, building rides, etc., so that there can be a huge amount of people in the park, but to have most of them off uh, the pass at any given time to experience an attraction or to wait for one. The crowning achievement of this is the Indiana Jones complex. If that whole building were a line as it used to be, it would be able to suck tons of people into an experience so that the capacity goes up. Observable crowds go down. Yeah, you wait in some longer lines, but those are all sort of even out themselves. Right now, when someone gets a fast pass, they are effectively creating a phantom. Second person who is waiting in line for them while they go off to do something else, gumming up the works and using more space. It's a great convenience in that, yeah, I don't have to literally run to a ride in the morning in order not to wait for 90 minutes uh, to get on it. But when you have a facility where the space is the premium, messing with all the tools which were intentionally and very meticulously designed to work around, it creates, well, the big crowd mess we see today. Fast Pass is a great idea for Walt Disney World where well, this isn't a problem, but it breaks so many things about what made Disneyland function. And I'm basing this all on stuff I've read over the years about the development of the park, crowd control, etc. I'm not going to source it, but it's out there if anyone feels like doing the work for themselves. Again, you have to set aside personal bias for the small amount of perceived convenience in order to see the common sense behind it. Add to that the fact that we don't have the people mover. Tahitian Terrence is sitting unused. <laughs> Tahitian Terrence. Um, parts of the park are blocked off for extended periods of time. Three huge show spaces in the upper floors of the arcade in Tomorrowland have been effectively turned into storage. It's not just Fast Pass, but Fast Pass is a very real indication that Disneyland tends to forget that it's Disneyland when dealing with these issues. And I thought it was very eloquently put, yeah. very, very well. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. He makes a really and he's good point. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he's right. But does that make you love the fast pass even less? No. No, it does make me like think twice about standing in a longer line though, because that's kind of the intention. And so I was right. kind of like, huh. I actually maybe I should stand in line for Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Right. Yeah, and so I was <clears throat> as I read that I was thinking. Uh, I rode Indiana. I remember waiting in that super long line. I remember waiting yeah. in that super long line with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
we uh, it might have broken down actually. It we did. were in there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember what we did, but yeah, it was fun. I mean, there were interactive things and things that kept you kind of engaged and mm-hmm. And now and I I said to Sam when we rode that ride because we fast passed it this mm-hmm. past trip. Do you remember when we had to stand in this long line and we're just walking, we're just breezing through it? Yeah. And it's it like may, not a thing anymore. Yeah, and I guess it's hard because you want to, as Disney, you want to please both groups of people. You want to please the people who don't want to wait in line. Right. But then you also want to please the people who think the crowd's too busy, the park's too busy to come in. Mm-hmm. So their solution is to raise the prices. But then that brings in record numbers of crowds. Right. So it's it's kind of irrational in yeah. a way to, to think that raising the prices is going to make less people come. Right. It's clearly not. It's not. Not at all. They should no. try lowering the prices. And reverse psychology well, on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The prices are never going to go down. Of course not. No, nothing ever Nothing ever reduces yeah. in price. Uh, but they have to hit a gap. At, I mean, a, a, a breaking a point at some point. Some yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, geez. Yeah, for sure. Uh, here's an interesting case. We've uh, talked about some of these cases before. Um, a federal judge in Florida dismissed a lawsuit that claimed Walt Disney World violated the Americans with Disability Acts when it changed its original policy on accommodating guests with disabilities. If you remember, they used to have like a medical pass where you had to get a note from a doctor and then they changed that. So anybody can get a medical pass. Uh, even if you didn't have to prove that you actually had a disability. And that would get you on the ride right away. And they changed it, so now you basically, essentially they issue a fa- you a fast pass, right. and you come back at a certain time. U.S. District Attorney Judge Ann Conway ruled Thursday that Disney provided the plaintiff, a family with a child who has autism, with individual accommodations that met their needs and afforded them the same or better experience as other guests. Quote, plaintiff was given an opportunity to experience Magic Kingdom in a way similar, excuse me, uh, Magic Kingdom in a similar manner as guests that do not need accommodations, Conway wrote in her ruling. The ruling is big win for Disney, which is battling more than 30 Similar federal lawsuits in Orlando filed by families with children with autism or other disabilities against Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Disney California Adventure. Conway has ruled that each family's circumstances are different. A separate lawsuit from a collection of families is pending in Los Angeles federal court. I think we reported on that last year or something. The suit claims some visitors with autism are unable to wait in line without having meltdowns. Thursday's ruling was the first in all of these cases. Quote, the order is unsound and we are evaluating our options and uh, next steps to the plaintiff's Tampa-based attorney, blah, blah, blah. The lawsuit uh, stems from Disney's current policy regarding how it accommodates disabled visitors at the park. Um, yeah. I have to defend Disney in this one, like, in a way. Except, well, okay, let me go back. I think that they should not have changed that in the first place. I think you should have a doctor's note. I was just gonna, you yeah. don't get out of PE. I don't know if I a doctor's actually, note. Like you shouldn't get out. You shouldn't. If right. you want something that other people don't have, you have to you have to prove why you get it. Right. Yeah. And I'm sorry if that makes you uncomfortable, uh, but why would it make you uncomfortable? You're, unless you were lying. Exactly. Unless you were lying. That's the point, right? You want to yeah. game the system, so you go. How can I? How can I lie? I don't need a doctor's appoint. A uh, doctor's note. That is that is not right. I have pins <laughs> in my knees and I can't stand. Give me a doctor's note. Yeah, but no doctor's going to sign that well, note because okay. you can stand. You're choosing not to, and it's a whole thing. Right. So I wasn't, I wasn't going to talk about this because I didn't want to come across as being too negative or whatever. But the line for the the special entrance line for the disabled people, mm-hmm. I've never seen there be a line. Uh, hmm. What right? Uh, just to get in the Several. park or okay? No, to to go like because I've never like to go on. Um, 
Like I the don't, Jungle I, Cruise, there was a long line to get on Alice in Wonderland. There was a long line. I've never seen like, like a special line for that. So, but I've never paid it's attention through to the it. Exit. So. Oh, I see. Okay, right, right. Or the fast, uh, you know, people are lining up. Okay, so it's right. these lines that don't have fast passes, but people are lining up because so many people are, cl- and I don't want to say they don't have disabilities, but so many people are standing in the dis- disabled line. It's almost like its own fast pass line. It was very. It was very bizarre. I've never seen anything like it. And it hmm. got to the point where I didn't, I don't want to seem like I was profiling, but like I, I was looking at the line and I was like, who is disabled in this car? Yeah. You yeah. are all 20. You have a cast on your arm. Why can't you stand in line? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. And that's gaming the system. People are, people will find a way to get ahead. I saw several dogs. Oh, like I really, hate that. I like, hate that so I much. I saw a poodle. Oh, it was a service poodle. Mm-hmm. But and, and you're not legally, you're not allowed to ask for proof. Right, right. and and yeah. you should because it's a federal law. You you're breaking, you're violating federal law if you say that that's a service animal and buy one of those fake service animal patches. Right. right. And I'm not saying they weren't service dogs. Federal. Don't no. get me wrong. They're, they absolutely. You've made that very be. clear. Totally. But the odds are that it's not because. The, Remember five years ago when no one needed a service animal? The service Pomeranian? What? <laughs> right. It's highly groomed. Yeah. Like, that you're carrying around in your purse? What? Yeah. What? E- even two years ago, you never saw this. This is no, a totally a new, new phenomenon where people want to bring their purse dogs. And then I wonder, like, can I – do you have to pay for these animals to come in? Do you have to pay, like, a, like an infrastructure like yeah. cost? Like if, Probably not. <laughs> what if I just brought Taryn and she was my <laughs> yeah. service human? You, can, yeah. you should can do that. Can she be free? <laughs> she could be free. should try that. I'm just, cur- it's just curious. Uh, that's a good question, Beverly. You should report on that. <laughs> no, because I just sound like a jerk. All right. Uh, last but not least, I uh, probably should have read this on the last show. We were talking about Disney weddings. Uh, this is in Disney World. Thanks to Disney World, you can now fulfill your childhood dream of kissing Prince Charming in a real-life castle. It's not a real-life castle, stupid. It's a fake castle. <laughs> Jordan Jackson of today.com slash style. You dummy. Uh, but there's a catch, of course, because to feel like a true princess, you'd better be prepared to pay a royally high price. Oh, I know. Just how much does it cost to get married in Cinderella's castle? $75,000 minimum. That's less than I thought it would be. <laughs> 75000 minimum. That minimum. means, like, you get to invite three people, and <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and you get churros to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry. How much again? Uh, $75,000. You can go to DisneyWeddings.com, actually, and there's, like, pricing, but I just, it's too complicated of a website. Wow. Food and beverage, floral entertainment, and this thing fascinates me. There's there's no pricing on pricing. Oh, no. That's why you get the book. You have to call them to get pricing. Yeah, for sure. But they won't return. I mean, their cake, I think, like, they have a cake that's, like, $12,000. Gross. Uh, When news broke that happy couples could marry on the East Plaza Garden in Magic Kingdom, Disney did not shy away from offering a full explanation of the pricing. A park representative broke down a few of the details for Cosmopolitan. Quote, to have your ceremony in front of the castle, which allows for just 100 people, and a ceremony time of 9.30 a.m. sharp, there is a $25,000 minimum fee. That's excluding... Food and beverage and other expenditure minimums, which total the $75,000. This, again, is for the ceremony alone. You cannot have your reception in the same location. This is not what? worth it. That's so just you, for your ceremony. That's just for the ceremony. 
<laughs> the representatives also noted that couples planning to have fairy godmothers assist with their wedding day usually have a sky's the limit budget. Indeed, the 2016 price breakdown on DisneyWeddings.com, again... There's no price breakdown there, but whatever. Uh, shows the premium paid for the coveted spot. For that $25,000 minimum fee, you could instead opt to hold your ceremony at Disney's Wedding Pavilion, which costs four grand. Oh, and if you want to ride your ceremony in a horse-drawn glass coach, Disney can make that happen too, but it'll cost you $2,950 for two hours. It's actually less than I thought. But... Uh, that's less than I thought too, for sure. Oh, estimate the starting price of your wish's wedding. You have to put all the stuff in begin designing now I, ju- I mean i don't know i know people who got married at the uh well i kind of know them who got married at the uh the pavilion it seemed pretty oh yeah you know whatever it's cool i mean it, it seemed nice enough but it wasn't anything spectacular mm. never is bev yeah i know <laughs> all right let's get out of here huh back to the show Uh, We've all heard the origin story of Walt's idea for Disneyland, that it came to him sitting in a park with his two daughters, dreaming of a place that parents and kids could enjoy together. However, as early as 1937, Walt seems to have been thinking of this idea, remarking that someday he would, quote, make a park for kids. And then sometime in 1940, he explained to a friend in detail his plans to display, quote, Disney characters in their fantasy surroundings at a park near Burbank. Near the Burbank Studios. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, that's kind of what happens, I guess, in history. We kind of rewrite it to what we want. And uh, that, that nice story of Uncle Walt just sitting with his kids in, like, 50 or 51 or something like that, right. uh, which evolved into the park on uh, near Burbank and then which evolved into Disneyland. Uh, apparently, he'd been dreaming of it, like, 15 years previous, which is fine. It's yeah. not, it's not like, you know, bad or anything, but I don't know why... Either nobody knows that, and and the book that I got this from just was able to like track these quotes down, and they're cited, um, you know, or it just plays better into the Disney. I have a mythos, feeling like when know? he was sitting on the bench, he was like, he's like, oh, you know what? This should actually be like, like an Anaheim, you know, like something further, something more specific. But the idea was already kind of like, back yeah, it, yeah, probably. And then you know, him being the master storyteller that he is. Knew that that would be a better story to sell. Is yeah. that I thought of it here, not yeah. I, th- I was you know talking to these people at Snow White premiere. Anyway, thanks a lot everyone for hanging with us. This has been the Ears Up podcast. Uh, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you in the parks. <laughs>